Hey everybody, this is Mark, and welcome to episode 11 of this Poor Pastors podcast. What you doing here? Don't you have practice? Not anymore, I quit. Oh. Well, since when are you the quitting kind? I want to do something big and something important. I'm not like you. I'm nothing. Just let me be nothing. So where does the power come from to see the race to its end? I believe God made me for a purpose. If you commit yourself to the love of Christ, then that is how you run a straight race. Run in God's name and let the world stand back in wonder. Welcome. Was it as easy as it looked? No, sir. No, no, sir, it wasn't. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for listening. Thank you for taking time to download and listen to this podcast. I know that there are a lot of podcasts out there to listen to, especially in the Christian and religion section, but we are slowly growing in our listenership. Is that a right? Is that a real word? Listenership? We are slowly growing in the number of people who are listening to this podcast on a regular basis. According to my statistics, uh, sounds like I have a almost entirely male audience, although there is 2% unspecified. But this, past, this pastor's podcast is for pastors, so I would expect mostly guys to be listening, and I'm glad you are. If you're a pastor, or considering pastoral ministry, or used to be in pastoral ministry, then this is specifically for you. Well... It is October. In fact, we're halfway through October at this point. Two weeks ago was October 11th, also known to some as Pastor Appreciation Sunday. This was the first year in 15 years of pastoral ministry that a church that I pastored specifically set aside time to show their love and appreciation for me. I want to just say that the church that I pastor, Second Baptist here in Lebanon, is a phenomenal group of people. It's a phenomenal church, and that's not just hyperbole. They are God's blessing to me, and my family and I have never felt unappreciated in the nearly five years that we've been here. I don't think that there are churches like Second Baptist on every corner. This is truly a wonderful place, and it was a place my family and I desperately needed. We needed a place to heal. We needed a place to be renewed. And Second Baptist has been that place for us, and I am so grateful for that. Even so, it was a new experience for me to, ha- excuse me, to have the church set aside time to acknowledge Pastor Appreciation Sunday. In 15 years of pastoral ministry, most Octobers, in fact, 14 out of 15 Octobers have gone by with no mention of it whatsoever. And I know that many of you, especially in smaller churches, like myself, have experienced the same thing. 
And so this episode is dedicated just to that pastor who expects this October to go by like every October with no mention whatsoever of the thing he sees on social media called Pastor Appreciation Sunday. So I've prepared some things, and I'm actually going to be reading them to you because I wanted to make sure I said exactly what was on my heart. And here's what I want to share with you. Well, it is October. And in case you didn't know, October is Pastor Appreciation Month. And October 11th was Pastor Appreciation Sunday. Many of you wouldn't have known it if I hadn't told you. If you're like a lot of pastors, especially those serving in either contentious ministries or small country churches, October comes and goes, and not so much as a card of appreciation is given. And it's the same every year. On one hand, the pastor recognizes that he wasn't called into the ministry for the accolades. He knows that his reward is in the future, the crown of righteousness that Paul spoke of. (laughs) That'll be nice. He also recognizes that these days, these special days, they were created out of thin air. They're no different than National Donut Day or National Love Your Third Cousin on Your Mom's Side Day. And we often wish that whoever dreamed up Pastor Appreciation Month had just kept it to themselves. Many pastors go through the years feeling unappreciated, and then he gets a whole month to face that painful fact. He sees other churches, usually larger than his, lavishing their pastor with praise and gifts and monetary blessings. He tries not to be jealous, but it's hard. Many pastors fight off the feelings of bitterness. He didn't get into the ministry for appreciation. Did he? Maybe he did. Maybe he secretly had visions of people sitting in the pews, staring at him in love as he expounded the Scriptures. Maybe he thought if he loved people, they would love him back. He heard someone say, People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. So he cared. He tried in every way to show people how much he cared. The result? He found out that it's true. People don't care how much you know. And most times, they don't care how much you care. Many pastors minister while silently bleeding. It's not that he wants gifts. It's not that he wants people to brag on him publicly. He's pretty sure he'd be embarrassed if they did, but he'd secretly like to find out. He doesn't want the stuff. He just wants to be loved and appreciated. He just wants to know that the people he is pouring his life into notice. He read once how Paul said, The more I love, the less I am loved. And he mutters under his breath, I feel you, Paul. You're not the only one. In most cases, he didn't get into the ministry for the money. Most small church pastors live on poverty wages or work outside jobs to make ends meet. 
He stands in the pulpit every service and preaches God's Word to an ever-changing and often dwindling group of people. He smiles as he looks at vacation pictures from the member who has been absent for the last month, just like they are every year. He doesn't have vacation pictures. It's been years since he took a vacation. Many a pastor either can't afford to go on vacation, or if he could, he can't find anyone to fill the pulpit while he's gone. So he stays, and he watches others go. Week in and week out, he shows up. He studies, preaches, prays, visits, and then goes home and wonder if he's making a difference. Most days, he doubts it. He carries the burden of the church. He knows the heartache of the members. He wakes up in the middle of the night with their burdens on his heart. He pours his life into a family, only to see them disappear without a word to the church across town with the fancy building and a list of programs beyond both his ability and church resources. He hears the critics. He knows he doesn't do everything right. And if he ever thought he did, he has long since been disabused of that idea. He doesn't preach hard enough. He preaches too hard. He lacks compassion. He cries too much. He tells too many stories. His sermons are too academic. He's too serious. He jokes too much. He changes too many things. He doesn't change enough. He shows favoritism. He's too standoffish. He knows the labor of love he's involved in. He knows the time he goes to the hospital in the middle of the night. He takes the calls on his day off. He does a funeral for a community member who doesn't have a pastor. He meets a member late in the evening when he should be with his family because they don't want to take time off work during business hours like they do for the dentist or doctor or lawyer or licensed counselor. He doesn't even know what business hours are. He's on call 24 hours a day seven days a week, all the while making less than the 20-year-old McDonald's employee. Most days he does it without complaining, though his wife often hears about it. Then October rolls around again, and the pastor he follows on Facebook posts pictures of the gifts and recognition from his church. He scrolls past with the familiar pangs in his heart. Is it pain? Is it jealousy? I don't think so. I think he just wishes he felt like someone cared. And maybe they do, and they just don't show it. And he wishes they would. If you are that pastor, I see you. I know what you do. I know how hard it is. I don't have a pep talk for you but you are my brother. And God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, even if it feels like your church has forgotten. Not just anyone can do what you do. We are the burden bearers. We are the spiritual first responders. We bind up the wounds. We catch the tears. 
We are the intercessors for the needs of our people, and we serve the Lord Christ. We stand in His stead. We enter into His sufferings. We are men of sorrows, and we are acquainted with grief. And we will stand in our pulpits a hundred Sundays with a smile on our faces and hemorrhaging in our hearts. And we will go home every Sunday night and wonder if we have been a bigger failure than we were the week before. But we will get up on Monday and start all over again. Some of us will fall out. We will just grow tired of bleeding. And I have no judgment for you. I understand. I may do the same thing one day. I've dreamed of it a thousand times. I have dreamed of being able to follow a career with advancement opportunities, of driving a new car, of owning my own home, or providing the things for my family that my church members do for theirs. I see the celebrity pastors with the nice suits, the monogram shirts, and cufflinks. I see the popular evangelist who stands to preach to the shouts and applause of hundreds. And I realize that that will never be me. Part of me is glad. Part of me is sad. So why do I do it? Why will I continue to do it by the grace of God? I don't know how to answer that except to say that I have to do it. I know at the core of my being that this is what I am supposed to be doing. I know that I am doing something that not just anyone can do. I am God's minister. I am chosen. And if you are a true pastor, you know what I'm talking about. Maybe your church acknowledged you this month as mine did. Maybe they didn't. In 15 years of pastoral ministry, I have only seen one year, this year, when there was a special attempt to mark Pastor Appreciation Month. And I'm blessed in that. Currently, I serve a church where I can say in truth, I know they love me and knew it before they gave me the cards to say so. My heart was encouraged by my congregation last week, but I know that so many of you aren't in the same place. But I have prayed for you this week. And if given the chance, I would like to be your friend and encourager. And I pray that one day in this life, you will experience the love and gratitude of a congregation. I also rejoice that one day in the presence of God and His holy angels, you will receive the reward for the things you've done in this body and in the service of God's flock. Please don't quit. Please don't give up. Please believe me when I tell you that you are among the choicest of God's people, sent by God. You are not a failure. You are not a mistake. You are God's man, and you have my respect. And in case no one's told you recently, I appreciate you. Let me know if there's any way that I can be a blessing to you. You can email me, thispoorpastor at gmail.com. 
I'd be glad to just chat with you. If you just want to hear someone who knows what it is to have a difficult pastoral ministry, you're not alone. It feels that way sometimes, but you are not. There are other pastors out there who feel just like you, who go through the same struggles. Don't worry about those celebrity pastors. That is just all, you know, flame in a pan. The real work is done by the nameless pastors who week in and week out minister to their flocks, their little flocks, all around this nation and all around the world. And I count myself fortunate to be among that number. I hope you do as well. Happy Pastor Appreciation Month, man of God. I'll see you next week, right here for another episode of this Poor Pastors Podcast. Have a great week.